and we're off. And we, we're going to see. We're going to see. You know, sometimes you just got to sink or swim. You know, hope for the best. <laughs> Dive on in. Welcome back, everyone, to the Skeleton Crew Fight Club podcast. My name is Justin, for those of you who don't know. And it's been a hot minute for me. Less of a hot minute for you if you subscribe to the uh, various podcast outlets, including YouTube now, which is a lot of fun. Um, but for me, I, 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 I haven't done a lick of recording for a while. And you know, you know, when you fall out of sync with something, it's hard to jump back in. Like, it's hard. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'll miss, you know, a week or two of jujitsu, uh, and getting back on the mats is damn near terrifying, but it's okay. You find your bearings eventually get tapped a few times. It's okay. You know, it's okay. This is, this is going to feel a lot like <laughs> getting strangled, but I'll survive. I'll survive and we will press on. We will press on to the next. Um, yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride lately. And most of that has been due to, uh, you know, dad life. But mixed in to dad life was a whole heck of a lot of illness. Not severe Ill illness, but... Man, like, I swear, myself and the family, honestly, we had been sick for, like, maybe a month straight. Like, definitely a month straight. Uh, and it was wild. It was insanity. And it was uh, all due to a few, you know different variables um we we live in a very old house our house is i don't know what's the math our house is built in 1952 and currently it's the year 3027 so whatever that math is that's how old our house is actually it's not 3027 it's 2000 2024. 2024. Well, that's weird to say. Um, yeah, and uh, we capped off November shortly after Thanksgiving with getting our plumbing redone. The pipes under our house. Our house still had the, uh, the galvanized pipes, so we just had a bunch of decorated metal particulates coming through our our pipes anytime we turned on a faucet or a shower or whatnot and it got to a point where it really really um became inconvenient to bathe <laughs> we all stunk no we all bathed but it was a chore it was a chore to even just get clean like we had absolute zero 
hot water pressure from a shower. We had very little hot water pressure from the bath spout. Uh, and with the cooler months setting in, well, you know what I mean. You don't. Sometimes you can handle a lukewarm shower with little pressure, but that's in the hot summer months. Once it gets cooler, that's not going to fly. And then to fill up a bathtub to a comfortable level with hot water took forever. Just absolutely forever. And there are a lot of us. There are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six people living in this house at a time sometimes. Uh, Usually five, but sometimes six. And... Yeah, man, it was just, it was impossible, impossible for everyone to get clean in one day. Uh, And we got tired of it. So, well, I'm pretty punk rock. I don't necessarily, I don't like to stink. I don't tolerate my, my odor. If I do start to stink, I'm Portuguese, you know that. And you start to smell like pork and cheese, you know what I mean? (laughs) And uh, yeah, what I'm, what I mean by I'm, I'm punk rock, like I... I can sleep on a floor, I can take mediocre baths, I can eat the same food for a month straight, like, I I don't care, you know what I mean? Punk rock. But my my family are a bunch of divas, <laughs> they, they need to be comfortable, uh, so we had to get the pipes fixed, and that was a chore, it was an expensive chore, so hey, you know what, it was an expensive chore, And that is a perfect segue to say, hey, go to SkeletonCrewFightClub.com and shop our store, please. (laughs) Or just go watch our videos on YouTube. Something. Something. We need the dough rolling in to pay for these pipes. Um, But I digress. No, but seriously, go do that. Uh, So we got the pipes changed. And in order to do that, they had to um, cut into our walls. So our walls being drywall, uh, when they do that, you know, drywall dust tends to linger in the air for quite a, quite a while. And even though I'm, well, I don't know, I guess we all, I, you know what, I take that back. Pretty much all of us here in the Leal household have uh, sensitive sinuses. And even if you don't have sensitive sinuses, drywall matter in the air is going to affect you negatively. So we all came down with some, you know, lung funk, sinus infections and and you know, what have you. And that and that you know was rough. Like all of us, literally all of us, the air we were breathing for some time after we got the pipes changed uh was contaminated. And we felt the effects of that. We we were able to bathe comfortably, you know, take nice hot showers with wonderful water pressure. Oh, and you know, a big part of this too, we have two bathrooms in our house. One bathroom was just completely, completely inoperable. Like there, it it became a a storage closet, essentially. Like the the bath and shower didn't work. The toilet didn't work. It just became a, a storage space. But getting all this fixed, we we now have two operational bathrooms now. And in a house of uh, four growing boys, 
and two parents, well, you know, we we definitely need more than one place to do our business because it's the line gets backed up sometimes. Um, yeah, so we we took the bad with the good there, and uh, once we had all hit the clear. With, oh, and let me tell you, let me tell you, I I, I kind of feel like I duped the uh, the plumbers that that took on this project. Uh, for those of you who know, my wife is a family photographer, and one of her clients, and you know what, more more so, more than clients, one of her friends, because she went to high school with this person, I believe, her husband, luckily enough, turned out to be one of the guys with this plumbing company that took on this project for us. So, uh, I think since we had that kind of like friendship-ish in with them, it was harder for them to say no or charge us more because I, I, you know, it was an expensive undertaking, but at the same time, I feel like, I feel like if they really knew what they were getting into, it could have been way more expensive. Um, cause looking at the job they did is, you know, I, I see, I see the extra steps that they had to take to accomplish what what had to be done. So shout out to them. What 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 is there? I should give them a shout out. If you're in Nashville, if you're in Nashville, let's see. Say I don't remember. I have an idea of what they're called. Uh, Nashville, Nash. Ville. There we go. Um, smooth sailing plumbing, which should have been a really, you know, <laughs> easily easy thing to remember. But hey, if you're in the Nashville area and you got some plumbing you need to do, smooth sailing plumbing. Now they're not paying me anything to put to promote that, but I I only feel like I I it. It just, I feel like I owe it to them with, with what they did. So they, <laughs> they were, they were rock stars. Uh, where was I going with that? Um, yeah. So cool. We got the plumbing done, and from there, after we all, you know, the the sinus infections subsided, uh, our oldest, Rylan here in our home. Uh, he is 13, junior high, and I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But it really seems like every time he comes home, because he splits his time. He's my stepson, so he's my wife's biological child. So he is here on and off. You know, a week on with us, a week on with his dad, back and forth, back and forth. Well, every time he's here, it seems like he brings some sort of plague with him. And though love seeing him anytime we see him now, I just think, what kind of funk have you brought into this home this time? Well, the time shortly after we've overcome these sinus infections, uh... Well, no, no, no. Let me backtrack. He he came home and he brought home strep throat that he and my wife had suffered through just the two of them, luckily. Well, the following stint 
of his stay at home, he brought some kind of flu with him. Now, this time is the week of Christmas. And <laughs> let me tell you, we had some grand Christmas plan. And part of, big, big part of the, uh, you know, getting the plumbing situated when we did was because we were going to host Christmas at our house and have my wife's family over and, you know, friends and whatnot. And we were, we were going to be the, 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 the spot, the spot for Christmas. Well, let me tell you, plans changed. Plans changed when literally every single person in this house came down with what we could only assume was the flu. Uh, and, and even beyond our home, the flu, like his, my, my in-laws, you know, his grandparents came down with, with the funk as well. And it was just, we had a very sick Christmas and it was like intense fevers. Uh, I mean, the fever was pretty much, I think the, the roughest of it. It came with a cough for sure, but man, those fevers, dude, like, and when you have like little itty bitty ones, it's such a terrifying time when you see your two-year-old like just super, you know, just what? Well, I don't know what you would call it, but delirious. You know what I mean? Like just delirious from from having a fever, like a high fever too. The kind of high fever where you're like, do we take them to the hospital? Like, what are we? What's going on? Uh, well, luckily there were no there was no hospital or doctor visits necessary. We were able to mitigate it all at home. It was uh, all in all, it could have been much, much, much worse, but it was just really an inconvenient time. And yeah, like if you, if you got kids, especially littles, or if you have kids in general, when they were little, depending on how old they are now, it's never, you never want to see that, you know, it's a, it's a heartbreaking gut-wrenching situation that you just want your child to feel better and you just see how miserable they are and it's like we have a at the time a nine-month-old and a two-year-old and just seeing them go through it was just gnarly uh it was so yeah our oldest brought it home he suffered through it first and then uh Maverick, our two-year-old, got it, and he he suffered through it. And then, like in the midst of him suffering through it, my wife and I caught it. So the three of us, and like so, well, while our oldest is in on the upswing, or at the tail end of it, Maverick's in the middle of it, and my wife and I are in the beginning stages of it. And it's just like, you know, when you have a two-year-old, you can't, or I mean, a, a nine-month-old, like you can't quarantine away from them so it's just like caring for them you know they're gonna get it and you know our our, our he's 10 months old now but at the time he was nine months but roadie our nine month old at the time and maverick our two-year-old like they they were just they have pacifiers that they just kind of like interchange and it's just like it was a waiting game you know we just knew roadie was gonna get it at some point um so then when Maverick was on the tail end of it ish, my wife and I were kind of on the tail end of it ish. And at that time, Rhodey and Bane both hit it, you know, both started and it was just like, it was just a 
terrible domino effect, but uh, we still, we made it through. We made it through. We still had a good holiday, good Christmas, um, good New Year. We made it through. It worked out. It wasn't, it wasn't as, it wasn't a game. What was I going to say? It wasn't, nothing was ruined. I wouldn't say anything was, the plan to host the holiday at our house was definitely, you know, that, that game, that, that plan flew out the window, but whatever. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I'm grateful that things weren't worse and we still got to spend time as a family, had a happy holiday, did the blah, 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 made it through. Well, then everybody was cool for, uh, New Year's Eve. And then my birthday, January 3rd, uh, oh, oh, before that, before that, let me backtrack even some more. So I don't know if this was like part of that initial like feverish flu situation, but right as everybody seemed to be coming off of that, uh, Bane Maverick, Bane and Maverick caught some like I don't know if it was if I don't like like I said I don't know if it was still part of it or if this was something new but the two of them started just like puking for a few days not a few days a couple days but it was just like what like we can't catch a break the end of 2023 was just was just rough man it was like unreal kind of rough with illness uh and then once the puking with them stopped. I started puking and feeling gross. And that's how I spent my birthday. I spent my birthday nauseous as can be trying not to vomit everywhere. And, um, yeah, all that is, uh, said and done now. And here we are. So throughout all of that, there was no recording to be done. <laughs> there were no podcasts being recorded, no cartoon commentaries being recorded, nothing, nothing. It was really just survival mode, honestly. Um, so <laughs> we're back, though. We're back. 2024, we're here. Uh, I don't think anyone's queer, but we're here. Have no fear. Don't drink a beer. Unless you're of age, then do it responsibly. Uh, but even then, beer's kind of gross. Um, I don't know what the point of any of that was. I think I was just trying to rationalize and make excuses for the the absence, my absence, somewhat absent from the recording game. At least um, there's been content going up on YouTube on our Leo Legacy YouTube. It's a uh, ride throughs from our latest Disney trips. I just, I had a bunch of footage from our our last couple Disney trips that I, I've just been sitting on. So I, I, I decided to dive in and finally start doing something with that. So um, still not through it all. There's quite a bit still to get through, but there's also been quite a bit posted up. So if you want to see our family hanging out at Disney World and Disneyland, well, you're in luck. You can go check that out on our Leal Legacy YouTube page in our Vlogentary ride-throughs. No commentary on those. The commentary will be coming later. I like to double up these videos. I like to put out 
a video of like, you know, a ride through of it's a small world with no commentary. And then I use the same video and I do commentary over it. So it's a double whammy. You see that? You see how that works? Crafty. Work smarter, not harder. Um, but yeah, good times. How have you been? Now, what's going on in your life? Uh, <laughs> can you tell? Can you tell I haven't recorded in a while? Because I just... When you don't exercise that talking to yourself muscle, it, you you really kind of fall out of sync with it. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll get it back. We'll get it back. We're getting back on the mats. You know what I mean? We're gonna get a, we're gonna get choked out a few times, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna tap. You're gonna understand. You're gonna let go, and we're gonna slap bump and go back at it. I uh, jujitsu. And MMA in general has become a more integral part of my life. Uh, for those of you who who've been following along, I I uh, you know that I've I started training primarily jujitsu, but some striking MMA, mixed martial arts. I'm doing a mix of martial arts over at Nashville MMA training camp, and since. Our last chat, our our last episode. Um, I have joined the team as an assistant coach, uh, kids coach. So I I I now part time teach children how to choke and punch people. <laughs> it's awesome, you know. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am now thirty eight years old. Yeah, that's crazy. That's weird to say. But it's the truth. I'm 38 years old now, and the the time for me to shine in the world of MMA is is behind me. You know that old you know that that old adage. Is it an adage or is it like a saying? What's the difference between an adage and a saying? Well, nevertheless, you know what they say: those who can't do teach. Well, I no longer can do to a certain degree. So I'm I'm helping teach to a certain degree. Uh, my my coach that I I consider my head coach, uh, Sugar Sean Allen. He we have we have a number of coaches at Nashville MMA, but uh, he and I are buddies. We got a good relationship. He he was Bane's coach initially, and then. He uh, took on some adult classes, like fundamental classes, and I started going to those. And I don't know, we just became homies. And he still uh, teaches kids classes. And, you know, they they said, hey, uh, join our team as an assistant kids MMA coach. And since Bane was already in these classes, I was like, that sounds cool. I want to do that. Because I'm always either just like sitting on the sidelines, like watching him and kind of like, you know, every every so often going, pain, focus, pain, pay attention, pain, stop. Um, and doing that from the sidelines is not, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of annoying, I think. So this this, <laughs> this helps me keep Bane in line. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, get, to, get to support Coach Sean and not being overwhelmed with a million kids at once. Uh, it's been cool. It's been cool. It's been spotty though, like consistency wise. 
I sound so flaky. Uh, but 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 I just got done explaining the illness factor that we've gone through. It's been the holidays on top of that. And right now in Nashville, Tennessee, it's it's the most epic winter storm we have ever had. Like we we got a level of snow in one day that is the equivalent to what we normally get for the whole season so it's been wild um but it's been a lot of fun too uh the kids are cool i really i really get like a i i don't know man it's 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 neat being able able to to like help coach these kids in martial arts with the uh understanding that there's a possibility like some of these kids could go on to be black belts one day, you know what I mean? Or some of these kids could fight competitively, professionally, like it's, it's neat. It's neat. It's also kind of like a way to, uh, like I said, the potential of any sort of mixed martial arts, anything competitively is kind of behind me. Like I'm still going to do, jiu-jitsu competitions and stuff like that with like you know locally I, I don't know Other, uh, it, it, I'll never be in the UFC I'll never be an amateur fighter even uh, but but I can help mold the next generation that, that has a chance to be you know what I mean so I get a great deal of satisfaction with that and like the, the some of these kids man some of these kids definitely have some serious promise and maybe one day they'll uh you know you'll hear and new such and such champion of the world and they'll be like shout out to my coaches nashville mma coach sean coach justin that'd be cool that'd be cool <laughs> um but yeah it's been great. It's been, it's been interesting. Like I said, with the uh, series of illnesses, but newfound fulfillments in in life. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm gassing out right now. <laughs> I'm gassing out. I'm gassing out. It's like I said, it's a muscle. You know, you don't exercise talking to yourself for X amount of weeks. You, you start to, you feel weak. And I feel weak right now. I feel weak in uh, running my mouth. And usually, those of you out there know, I'm running my mouth is what I'm best at. You know? So it's just, it's just getting back in practice. Um, but... What else is going on? I don't know. The world's kind of become a real wacky place. And I'm always kind of not necessarily hesitant to get, you know, into the weeds about certain things. But at the same time, I really feel like, I don't know, man, it's kind of necessary. Because if you don't talk, if you don't say things, if you don't, throw what you believe out into out into the world other people who may feel 
similarly, similarly, similarly to how you feel, um, they may feel like isolated. You know what I mean? Or do you know what I mean? Uh, I like to think, so I've taken on a new focus, not necessarily a new direction, but I'm, I'm more geared towards, um, really. So, okay, let's see. How do I say this? So the new tagline I'm focused on with Skeleton Crew Fight Club is wholesome, hardcore counterculture. Now, by that I mean, I I definitely don't, I'm trying to watch my potty mouth in general. I say that, but then I'm, when I'm not recording, I just, you know, let the good times roll and I got a, I got a sailor's mouth. It is what it is. My kids accept it. My wife accepts it. But it's not something that I feel like is conducive to reaching the widest possible audience I can with this stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the wholesome part. Hardcore is, you know, I'm, I, 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 I like to gear everything towards, um, you know, fight like just, extreme extremes right uh extreme sports combat sports you know fighting violence being tough being hard being being uh see i wanted to say bad the same the ba is that, is that potty mouth but you know what i mean being a tough guy being tough being strong uh, and then counterculture, punk rock. You know what I mean? Okay, so that's that's what that entails. Uh, currently, in the climate of our world, and it seems pretty globally, the 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 way to be counterculture is to be uh, seemingly more on a conservative side of life. Because things have gotten unbelievably wacky out there. And I don't appreciate it. Now you say things like that and then you start to be called uh, a, a, a gamut of various phobics, phobes. <laughs> it's just like, what? I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't. Now, for for those of you who've been following along for a while, I I I don't care. I don't care. I don't I don't give a flying fart about anybody out there when it comes to what you're into. And every day, every day, it seems to be inching more and more towards the world demanding that I care. I care about others. I wish everybody well. I don't have any ill will directed towards anyone, any group, any ideology or anything like that. I don't 
I don't care. As long as, as long as no one is being hurt in the process, do what you do, dude. I don't care. And I, I would appreciate that in return as well. Like, leave me alone. Get away from me. I don't, I don't want to know you. I don't want to be around you. It's, I got my friends. I, I have the people I appreciate. I have the people that I care to be around. And that's kind of a tight circle, honestly. And then, and then like the extension of that circle, uh, I like to be surrounded by like-minded individuals. And I get my fill of being around like-minded individuals training MMA. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not really looking for socialization beyond that. I have my family, I have my 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 friends that extend from my family, and then I have my acquaintances that you know, when I'm not around my family, I'm around them. So, <laughs> like I don't know why everybody's not like that. You know what I mean? I think, okay, and then and then part of, part of having like a digital media company and like a a a web store and such is you you kind of inevitably have to spend a certain amount of time on social media trying to trick people into caring, like trying to trick people into buying what you're selling, and that's. You know, when it comes to physical goods and ideologies or whatever. Uh, I want people to listen to my podcast. I want people to watch my videos on YouTube. I want people to buy the apparel that I design through, you know, our clothing company. So in, in spending time on social media, I can't help but come across things that catch me... That used to catch me off guard. Now it seems like it's become uncomfortably commonplace. And if you don't like, let's let's see, how do I want to phrase this? If you don't put these ideologies on a pedestal you are some sort of bad guy and I don't I don't know man I don't know my whole life I've been I've been on the opposite end of cultural trends like I don't say that to be cool or even if if that sound if that sounds cool or not I don't know I don't know but I've always been on the outskirts of the uh, of the norms, you know what I mean, and that was just being punk rock growing up. Uh, but all of a sudden, like it see it, it really feels like, and it really seems like the people that used to be on on my same team of being punk rock have become the the oppressors. <laughs> talking about oppression and all these other kinds of like victimization sort of like I don't I don't know man I don't know everybody's a victim everybody's got a problem everybody's got some sort of thing that makes them 
weak, but at the same time makes them special. And I know that sounds harsh, but there's a lot of praise for what used to be seen as things you would like to change within yourself or with within others. Like, the, the, for instance, <laughs> for, for instance, now, okay, so here we go. Here we go. And this is always when I get, I tend to get myself in trouble. And I want to say this very, I want to make this very clear. Very, very clear. Everything I say is just what I think. I don't speak for anybody but myself. And you know, the beautiful part about Leo Legacy and Skeleton Crew Fight Club is it's mine. So I do speak for <laughs> these two brands, but that doesn't mean anyone that I'm directly associated shares my opinions. Uh, for my wife, for instance, I'll, I'll, I'll start running my mouth and saying things and, and ranting and she'll just kind of be like, uh, whatever, man. She just doesn't care. She cares less than I do. I've been tricked into caring and it's annoying. It bothers me because I don't want to. But at the same time, I got kids. I got kids who are living in a world that's going down a path that I don't like. So I kind of feel like it's my responsibility as a parent and, and as a parent trying to protect my children that I say things that can be, that used to be common sense but have somehow become controversial. You know what I mean? I have known a number of folks in this world who would identify as transgender. And it's never been a thing. It's never, ever, ever been a thing. I used to work at Whole Foods way back when, and there were a few folks also working at Whole Foods who would who would fall under that uh, self-proclaimed um, labeling. You know, be it a lady who wants to be a fellow or a fellow who wants to be a lady. Either way, it really didn't matter to me. I don't care. Again, back to that whole thing of I don't care. Well, as time has progressed and in the world that we live in today, if you don't care, you're phobic. And I don't get that. I don't get that. And then there has become these whole this whole like this this whole thought process to where like I mean, I'm not in the dating game anymore. I'm married. I I'm I'm so happy I'm not in the dating game anymore because if you are just a dude and you don't want to date a male to female transitioning individual well, that makes you transphobic. And I can't for the life of me understand why. How dare you base your opinion on somebody or how dare you base your attraction to somebody based upon their genitalia? How dare you let their genitalia affect your attraction to them. If you don't want to date a trans person, well, you're transphobic. Or I'm just a dude who doesn't like ding dongs. 
in that. <laughs> like that didn't used to be weird. That used to just mean you were gay, and that's fine too. Because I don't care about that either. If you're a dude who wants to love another dude, so be it. Do your thing, dude. Do your thing, dudes. I don't care. Just do your do your thing over there, and I'm going to do my thing over here. Not because there's homophobia involved. It's just, I think all sex is gross. I think just the idea of human bodies entangled with one another that isn't my wife and I is, bleh, I don't want to know about it. But if, that, if that's how you feel, then then again, you're labeled phobic. And that was just kind of commonplace to me for a while. It was like gay, straight, or otherwise. I don't want to know what anyone's doing in their bedroom. I don't want to know what weird things they do beneath the sheets. I don't want to know about any weird things they do on top of their sheets or in their shower or wherever they're going to do it. Regardless of the genitalia involved. I just don't want to know these things about people. But it's become so beyond wearing it on one's sleeve. It's in your face. And once things get in my face, that's when I get violent. And I'm not saying exercise violence against others. I'm just merely saying if somebody is in my face and I don't want them in my face, I'm going to push their face out of my face. Does that make sense? And that's all, I, I, I don't even know. It's, I, I can't find the word I'm looking for. Um, but you know what I mean. I mean, if you're smart, you know what I mean. But if you're somebody who just wants to play social justice warrior, go away, bro. And it's tricking me. It's 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 getting to me. It's getting to me. And during the holidays, my wife and I, we went with two of our kids, three of our kids. We went to go get like Christmas decor, and we uh, decided to stop at Starbucks beforehand. And that's pretty commonplace, right? Well, we went through the drive-through, and when we got to the, you know, to the window, well, we went through the drive-through. We did the whole like talk on the intercom thing, and everything was cool. Everything was normal. We got to the window, and an individual, at the individual at the window, was wearing a mask. Still, <laughs> still twenty, at the time I guess twenty twenty-three, but there are people still twenty twenty-four still wearing masks. Do in parts, I imagine to the to the mandates that we all had to to uh subject ourselves to for a while a few years ago um and i don't i that's that's one i don't understand because if if you pay just the most minuscule amount of attention like i don't care what side of what fence you're on th it's become pretty commonplace and pretty common knowledge that masking does nothing. Not a, not a thing. It just hides your face. I take that back. Masks prevent others from smelling your bad breath. That's that's the only thing that it accomplishes. It's yeah. And that comes from, you know, 
you know, Fuhrer Fauci. He even said, yeah, the mask thing was not, no. We, we, we were, we didn't, there was nothing behind that. We just, we, we were just saying things because people needed to hear something. My throat's getting dry. <clears throat> Here we go. Um, I always thought that was the case too. Like from the get, from the get go when we were supposed to be social distancing, which again, if you're paying attention, just look, just Google it and you're going to find from the Fauci's mouth yeah, there was no scientific basis to the social distancing. And this isn't even trying to play one side or the other. Again, this is not playing a side. This is just the common sense of it all. Just look. Just just, just do a little bit of reconnaissance and go, go do a little research. That's all. Just a little bit. Just a, just a clickety-clack on your keyboard, and you're going to find out that, yeah... The world was a little misled there. You know, I don't care if you wear a mask. But I'm allowed to be like, that's silly. What happened to what happened to being able to just go like, uh, that's silly to end to things? Because you can't say that anymore. It makes you a bad guy. If you think things are silly, then you're a bad guy. Or girl. Or they, them. I don't know. You're just bad. You're naughty. How dare you? <laughs> it's just like, what? <sighs> I digress, though. I digress. So this person was wearing a mask, and I was like, whatever. And um, the mask, I don't know if it aided, like, I don't know if it contributed to to the situation at hand, but here we go. Um, the individual at the window at Starbucks in the mask had a, I wouldn't call it masculine, uh, but it was definitely more uh, in the realm of male than female when you're basing it on the voice. Now, I'm not saying that you can assume, presume anyone's gender based on the sound of their voice because who knows, man, there's some, there's some, you know, there's some uh, deep sounding ladies out there and some pretty high pitched men. So it's really, uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But if I had to guess, if I had to make an educated guess, I would presume, based on what I'm hearing, that this individual was a gentleman. Uh, on their apron, however, they had a pride pin and it was one of the pride pins that has like all of the whole the whole shebang in there it's not just the rainbow got the rainbow then they got the trans little triangle and then they got the brown and black addition on top of the trans triangle which i don't understand what that is i think it's supposed to be black lives matter but at the same time i'm just like wait isn't this, is this an orientation thing or is this like a race thing? I don't know. It's confusing to me. But I digress even further. So I'm if I'm having to make, like I should never have to think this deeply about somebody that I'm interacting with for 25 seconds. But it did. I did. I did. Because when this person handed, a, hand, handed me our drinks... I said, awesome, thanks, dude. And 
drove away. And in my mind, I started playing out a scenario. I started playing out a scenario where this person turned around and was like, that guy just misgendered me. He called me a dude and blah, 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 blah. And I don't know if that happened. I don't know. I have no way to know if that happened. You know, I could just be making this all up in my head. But at the same time, it's happening so frequently out in the world that I don't think it's far-fetched to have this thought process. And then I kind of, my wife was even like, "How you don't, you don't, you don't know their gender? Why did you call them dude?" And she was saying it in a sarcastic way, because she and I are simpatico when it comes to these sort of things. And I was just like, "Yeah, man, like, because honestly, as we drove away, it did cross my mind. Like, is this person going to be offended that I said dude?" And again, so here we are. <coughs> I said, "Dude, I said, dude." I am from Southern California. I was born and raised in San Diego, California, literally on a beach. Okay? I grew up in a little town called Ocean Beach and another little town called Point Loma. It's essentially the same flipping part of San Diego. It's just divided by a set of hills. I lived with my grandparents in Point Loma, but I spent my time running amok in OB. So I speak very Californian, very specifically Southern Californian, where the term dude is just used no matter what you are. Everybody's dude. Everybody's bro. Everybody's man. I say these things to my wife. I say man. I say dude. I'm like bro. Like You know what I mean? My wife will 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 say, "Hey, can you go do this?" Or can you like, for instance, she'll be like, "Can you find me a phone charger?" And I will look, and there will be one plugged in next to her head, and I'll go, "Bro." Now, I don't think my wife is a a man. Actually, I'm very familiar with knowing that she's not a man. I, just my experience with her body, I know that she's not a man. The fact that she's pumped out. Two of our kids, I know she's not a man, but you know what? I'll still call her bro. <laughs> not, not to misgender, but that's just the way I speak. And calling this individual dude, not even calling them dude, just, just, it's just, thanks dude, I don't know your name, so I'm just going to say that. And it shouldn't cross my mind even for a second that this person will have any issue with me using the word dude in thanking them. But here we are. Tis the world we live in. Tis the world we live in. And you may go like, man, you're thinking about this too hard. Well, you know what? I see way too much guys dressed as ladies going and flipping out on McDonald's employees because they're called sir, when they're very clearly a sir, but they're demanding to be called a ma'am. Like, dude, bro, get over it. You want to be a lady? Go be a lady. That's fine. But to have a conniption fit over somebody who is just basing their understanding of you on their senses, their sight, their their hearing, and who knows, maybe their smell. Maybe you smell 
pretty manly. I don't know what kind of funk or stink you're exuding, but if you got a deep voice and a five o'clock shadow, just because you're wearing a wig or you've got your hair long, I'm not going to think you're going to want to be called lady. I'm just going to say, oh, these are dudish features. I'm going to say, okay, bro, okay, man, sir. And I think it's only common sense and reasonable for you to go like, yeah, I, I am a guy who, who feels as though they were born in the wrong body and I'm tr- I, I, I want to present as a lady. Well, if people are still thinking you're a dude, then you're not presenting as a lady well enough. Okay? <laughs> I mean, that's just try harder. That's that's rude. Seems rude. I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad guy for saying that kind of thing. Right? Shame on me. But at the same time, really though, is it really shame on me? Or am I just living a normal existence and I'm just basing my understanding of the things I encounter on rational, like, a rational understanding of what I'm being presented. And I know this isn't like everybody. I know for a fact it isn't everybody. But it's too many. It's too frequent. It's too... The fact that it's an issue at all anywhere is too much. And like I said, I have always been of the counter culture persuasion. I've always been on the opposite side of, I guess the norm and, 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 and in my time on this planet, the norm has aggressively flipped to where uh, <laughs> it's just like i i used i used to i used to consider myself a friend of the freaks but now the freaks have become fascists and if you don't follow in lockstep and fly the freak flag, well, you're a bad guy. I'm still punk. I'm still the counterculture. It it, it just wows me how how the culture has flipped. I've always stood in the middle. I've always stood directly in the middle. But the middle the goalposts have been moved and the middle has become apparently the right. (laughs) And it's just like, whoa, (laughs) I didn't move an inch, but because the world moved around me, I'm on a, I'm I'm on a side now. It's just like, what the hell, bro? Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't try to be on a side, but here, here I am on a side. I don't like it either. I don't like being on a side. 
The world did this to me, though. And I'm not going to... I know there's probably some people out there who's like, well, you got to get with the times. You got to adapt. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm firm. My my feet are firmly set in a foundation of logic and reason. And that's where I'm going to stay. And once the world around me starts acting illogical and unreasonable, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm going to, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not, no, no, uh, uh, I'm staying where I am. And if where I am happens to be on the opposite side of where everybody else is, well, so be it, I guess. I don't like it, man. It's not where I want. It's not, it's not where I, I aimed to be. I just aim to be in a place that makes sense. So I demand that the world makes sense again. But I don't know if that's really a possibility anymore. It's so far gone. And there's so like delusion is the common place and like the the just the state of things now. Like when when I'm when I'm being exposed to things on my timeline that that are like guys can have periods. A a a a, a biologically born male who who has decided to uh uh identify as female all of a sudden miraculously has periods now i'm not going to pretend that's not, that's that's real you know i'm not i'm not going to pretend that that these same individuals who who were born with the chromosomes of a man can breastfeed or get pregnant like but that's 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 something that that so many out there are saying I have to and that I have to do and I have to believe and that's not going to be the case <laughs> I don't and it's getting worse I thought this was going to be a phase. I thought this was going to be like a thing where, you know, Trump was president and people wanted to go like so far hard against the grain that, but then like Biden was going to become president and then everything was going to start like mellowing back out. All these, all these like, uh, Trump deranged. What is it? What do they call it? Trump derangement syndrome. Like all these people who had a traumatic Trump experience, like, we're going to finally settle settle down because their guy got into office. But no, man, no. It just kept getting worse. It kept getting more and more crazy. To where it's like drag queen story. Where they're having drag shows in elementary schools. What are you freaks thinking? Go have your drag shows, folks. I don't care. Guys dressed as just over-the-top versions of women, you know, shaking their whatevers for... I don't... Okay. But but do it in a place that's not 
in front of six-year-olds, right? Because that six-year-old should should be watching Bluey. <laughs> that six-year-old should be building Legos. That six-year-old should be learning how to like ride a bike, playing Fortnite. Maybe I don't know. Fortnite might be a little. I let my seven-year-old play Fortnite, so maybe <laughs> I was gonna say maybe that makes me a bad dad. But you know what? It doesn't because I I keep him in line in reality. <laughs> like he understands the difference between boys and girls, and up and down and left and right. Oh yeah, I homeschool now. My son's homeschooled, and my other sons will be homeschooled too. Unless the chaos subsides. Because I don't, I simply don't trust what strangers could possibly be saying to my kids. You know? I don't, I don't like what a lot of these strangers are, are saying to kids. And I don't want, I don't want my, my young my young my my children with their their malleable minds to be fed things that are are against logic and reason that's not going to help them that's not going to help them in any facet i teach them that you know there's good and evil and that's not that's not superficial good and evil there are there's good and then there's bad the bad isn't the bad has nothing to do with a, a person's personal feelings if as long as no one's being hurt you know what i mean like it's just giving me a migraine this is what's happening yeah dude I, uh, he was in school last year. He was in first grade last year in a public school and they had a play as first graders do. Right. So I went to the play and as I was walking through the hall, I noticed, I noticed that same, they had a bulletin board and on the bulletin board, they had a, a flag and that flag was the same design as my friend at Starbucks. And that was odd to me because what place does that have in an elementary school? At a pride event, sure. At an adult establishment, sure. At a restaurant, at a privately owned business, sure, whatever. But in a public school, in a public school where you're not allowed to say anything about God, not that I believe that they should preach or push religion in public schools, but but here's the thing. This whole pride thing has become a religion of its of its own. It's an ideology. No ideologies of any any kind should be pushed in a in a public learning institution. Those sort of things should be taught independently at home. 
or whatever extracurricular organization you want to enroll your kids in like the that that's a that's a a private choice not a public choice like if you're not going to talk about Jesus I don't think you should talk about RuPaul you know what I mean like that's like that's two sides of the same coin right neither should be brought up a teacher's sexual orientation shouldn't be brought up because why, why, why does a first grader need to know that? They don't. They need to know subtraction, addition, basic sciences, not, not complex social theories. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's a uh, dude. How many of you got offended by me calling you dude? Anybody? Again, I wasn't calling anyone dude. That's just the vernacular I grew up using. And will continue to use. Don't care what you are. Don't care how you identify. Don't, don't, none of it matters. Every single one of you is dude to me. Sorry, bro. <laughs> it just is what it is. And if that's enough for you not to like me, well, hip hop hooray. <laughs> I'm punk another day. <laughs> oh, bother. It's wild, man. And then the racism factor. Racism is alive and well, guys. It's just flip-flopped now. We have not, as a country, as a as a species, as a people, as as we have we have not nor ever will we grow out of racism. Because if you're paying attention, <laughs> the amount of things that are blamed on the, the white man is incredible. To, to be condemned and held responsible for the sins of generations past is remarkable to me. So much so that it's there's this perceived innocence of every culture under the sun that that isn't declared white. I'm Portuguese. And let me tell you, none of us identify as white. We don't identify as a color. We identify as Portuguese. <laughs> as being as having our heritage, our, our our lineage, come from the country of Portugal, that's that's all that matters. Now and 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 once upon a time, Portugal ruled most of this earth. And 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 you know yeah we. There's some sketchy things in the past that Portuguese people have done from piracy to slave trade. But that's that's not something that defines us as a culture. Because let me tell you, hundreds of years ago, everybody did bad things. Less than hundreds of years ago, everybody's done bad. There is not an innocent culture on this planet. Every culture comprised of humans have done horrendous things to others. 
all of them, every single one of them. But this whole thing of like white guilt and uh, <laughs> like whites, it's just, huh? Everything, everything is based in white supremacy. What the, what are you talking about? <laughs> don't eat a Big Mac. It's based in white supremacy. What? Now I say that as a joke, but I'm sure if you Google it, you're going to find something that a lot that, that that you know reflects that in some way. <laughs> it's just so amazing. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me that that. As long as you're hating white people, it's it's somehow not not racism. It's like, but it's the same. It's the same thing. You've just you've just changed the target. Changing the target doesn't 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 uh, you know absolve the the crime. Changing the target doesn't doesn't make make it right. But but that lack of common sense in the world, there's so many people who who seem to to not understand that. <clears throat> I blame the boosters. That's just me though. Nah, that's not true. This has happened before all that. Hey, how you guys feeling out there by the way? Everyone who got those shots. You guys okay? Cause again, more and more and more and more and more. <laughs> more and more and and more is coming to light about the that that mystery goo you you folks had injected into you. <sighs> the thing that was supposed to prevent you from 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 getting some sort of, you know, the associated illness. But then, like, it didn't stop you from getting the associated illness or spreading it. And actually, come to find out recently, it made you more susceptible to it and made it actually worse for you. But I was stupid not to get it. I was, I was the dumb-dumb not, not getting these shots during our global shutdown. I'm the bad guy for not getting the boosters. How dumb of me. <laughs> how how dumb of me to not inject something that was never tested on anyone ever into my body. Yeah. A big part of that was common sense to me too. What is this? It's it's a vaccine? Oh. I thought those had to be tested like a lot. Oh, it doesn't have the same compounds of the other other vaccines. Oh, weird. That's odd. But you're gonna call it a vaccine, although it doesn't operate the same way as as true vaccines. Oh. We're just gonna change. We're just gonna change the meaning of the word to to suit. Oh, okay. Oh. Hmm. 
How dumb of you, Justin. <laughs> Why didn't you follow along? Why didn't you conform to the new cultural norm? <gasps> because I'm too punk for that. I was too punk for it. And, uh, I don't know. Being too punk for it has seemingly done done me some good. I will always be too punk for everything. I will always be counterculture. And just it's just being counterculture now has landed me in has labeled me conservative. That's fine. Whatever. You label me whatever you want. Maybe one day the tides will turn. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to budge. I'm going to sit and right where I'm at, believe the same thing I've always believed, have the same approach to life through logic and reason I've always have. And maybe I'll end up back on the other side. Or maybe I'll end up back in the middle where I want to be. But as it is now, I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. I've never once voted in my life because... I always found it to be a sham. Primarily this whole electoral college thing I always found suspicious. But that was just part of it. I I I've always felt the whole the whole thing is weird. Cuz cuz in a common sense democracy, one vote one person, one vote, you tally it, it, it should really be pretty straightforward. But there's all these weird loopholes and all these weird shenanigans that come into play. <sighs> 2024, though, I may have to play the game. I may have to play the game just, just for my own peace of mind to... to just so I know I could I can sleep a little better at night knowing that I that I I I I don't know. I don't know. Will it even matter though? Will it even matter? Things are about to get wild, guys. Nobody can lose gracefully anymore. There's no such thing as that anymore. If we live in a we live in a world of just temper tantrum buffoons. You know, these folks who don't get what they want, so they just take to the they take to the streets and start screaming. Because that seems reasonable. Answer me this. <laughs> Let's go out on this. Cause I'm my throat's getting dry. It's getting it's pretty late. I have to record when my family's all asleep. Otherwise I you know, it's just too loud and chaotic in my home to to uh, have an opportunity to do this. But we're going to go out on this. Ah, just drinking water today. Um, answer me this. Don't even answer. Just mill it over in your own head. Is that a... Is that a is that, does that make sense? Mill it, mill it over? I don't know. You think about this. This is for you. Has anyone, has your mind ever been changed by somebody yelling in the street? Have you ever had 
your mind set a certain way and you're walking down the street and somebody or a group of people are screaming the opposite at you, <laughs> have you ever gone like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense now? You guys seem super reasonable. <laughs> I want to I wanna be one of you. <laughs> you guys make the most sense, you psychos. If if you have had your mind changed due to encountering that sort of thing, then uh, I'm hard-pressed to ever imagine you hold leadership qualities. If you're, you know, seem like you're in, incapable of really thinking for yourself. But hey, anyway, you know what? Think for yourself. Don't think for yourself. Think think the way I'm telling you to. And I'm telling you to go to SkeletonCrewFightClub.com. <laughs> and that's C-R-U-E like Motley Crew. SkeletonCrewFightClub.com. Peruse our web store. Pick yourself up something nice. This is this is it, guys. This is it. Aside from from helping kids learn how to punch and choke people, uh, this is my livelihood to support my family, to support the Leal legacy. So go on over, check it out. Pick yourself up something nice. Pick up something nice for somebody else, somebody you love, somebody you care about. Uh, stand strong with the counterculture. And stand, and I mean stand strong with the counterculture. Whatever, whatever the populace is is promoting, you 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 want to be on the opposite side of that. There's there's never been any good coming from too many people thinking the exact same way. I mean, we can go back to the 1940s for that one in Germany. Which, again, it seems like the Jews have got rough times ahead again. I just don't, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> just crazy that we're not past, we're not even past that. Condemning, like, and, it's, and it seems to be widely accepted by a lot of people. Hey, let me, let me, let me, let me say something. <laughs> let me say something else, too. This whole, any sort of, like, issue overseas that's not in this country or or like in in a country of like my uh point of origin my my heritage i don't care it's a bummer i don't i don't i don't think war is like ever the answer i don't think mass murder is ever the answer i don't think you know, I don't. It's just not not the way to go. There's no good guys. There's no good side when it comes to like a bunch of people killing each other for whatever stupid reason. So if you're one of those people that are picking a side in a foreign war, you need a life. You need a life locally. You need a life here that matters to you. Because if you care about what's going on over yonder, well, that just really must mean your existence here is unsatisfactory. And you should find a way to change that. Hey, why don't you go train MMA? 
maybe that'll uh <clears throat> maybe that'll help fulfill whatever void you have in your soul or fill whatever void you have in your soul it'll you'll, it'll be fulfilling it'll be good for you uh but anyway yeah so go go scope out you know pick skeleton group fightclub.com uh things are always changing there i try to change things less now i'm trying to have like designated lines and i don't know i don't know that's uh, ever, it's ever evolving ever evolving things things are always in the works uh you can find please actually you can find us on youtube go scope out all our videos if you're a disney fan hey hey good news we do a lot of disney content uh if you like my ramblings well i got a lot of commentaries up for you cartoon commentaries i like 1930s 1920s i like vintage cartoons um, and then what else? What else? What else? I don't know, man. You can find literally everything at leolegacy.com. Links to everything at leolegacy.com. Uh, a way to talk smack to me at leolegacy across all your favorite social media platforms. Every single one of them. It's at leolegacy or Skeleton Crew FC all over the place. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Give us a... You know, all those things. And then this podcast, Skeleton Crew Fight Club, the podcast. Uh, like, subscribe, share with your friends, because that is honestly the foremost best way to ensure everybody can hear all the horrible things I say. And I think moving forward... I'm going to sign off every podcast with Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs>